This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. President Biden says up to 180 million barrels of crude oil will be released per day starting in May from the nation's emergency crude stockpile. It's to ease rising prices at the pumps. $113,000 in fines for former presidential candidate Hillary Clinton and the Democratic National Committee. It's related to the Steele dossier, which attempted to connect rival Donald Trump to Russia. Crime soaring in the New York City transit system. Subway crimes up 75 percent despite anti-crime efforts. A Republican New York state judge has ordered that congressional and legislative maps redrawn by Democrats are unconstitutional and must be redrawn. TMZ reports the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences allegedly lied about the slap herd around the world. Here's your top five at five. President Biden will tap up to 180 million barrels per day of crude oil from the Federal Strategic Petroleum Reserves. The move designed to drive down energy prices and record high inflation under Biden. The president making the announcement at the White House. To provide historic amount of supply for a historic amount of time, a six-month bridge to the fall. And we'll use the revenue from selling the oil now to restock the Strategic Petroleum Reserve when prices are lower. So we'll be ready. We'll be ready for future emergencies. Tap into the nation's emergency crude oil reserves. The president also announced he's invoking the Defense Production Act. It's a Korean War era national security law. It allows the U.S. to boost domestic output of minerals used in batteries for electric vehicles and other clean energy technology. Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign and the DNC have agreed to pay $113,000 in fines. It's to settle a Federal Election Commission investigation into whether the campaign violated campaign finance laws over opposition research on rival presidential candidate Donald Trump. Tom Fitton of Judicial Watch weighs in on Newsmax. They didn't settle it lightly, and it, and it further adds fuel to the fire that there was criminal misconduct targeting Trump. Here you had uh, lies related to the spending of money, uh, and it was designed to disguise uh, the origins of the dossier. It's clear. And the question is, is Durham going to follow up on this? Attorney Dan Backer filed the lawsuit for a conservative group in 2018. He accused the DNC and the Clinton campaign of illegally concealing efforts to fund the so-called Steele dossier. Last week, Trump sued Clinton and several other Democrats, alleging they tried to rig the 2016 presidential election by tying his campaign to Russia. 
Neither the DNC nor Clinton have responded to this settlement. The Washington Examiner first reported the settlement, which Backer posted to the Coolidge Reagan Foundation website. Subway crime continues to surge in New York City. The latest stats find it's up 75 percent compared to this time last year with passengers fearing for their safety. The MTA insists progress is being made, though. Here's former NYPD Transit Chief Joseph Fox on ABC7. Two percent of the crime in the city is in the transit system. So why so much attention to the transit system? Because like parks and gardens, it's, it's someplace where we have a higher expectation of safety, especially because you're closed in down here. So if, if people don't feel safe in the subways, that bad feeling is compounded by the fact that you feel you have nowhere to go. The latest attacks include an anti-gay attack and the slashing of a retired New York City police officer. New York City Mayor Eric Adams has rolled out a crime prevention plan to combat transit crime. Officials say in the past month, 312 homeless people have been moved out of the system. 1,200 summonses have been issued for quality of life issues. A Republican judge has ordered New York's Democrat-controlled legislature to redraw the state's congressional and legislative districts after finding they were unconstitutional. Judge Patrick McAllister said Thursday, ruling that the maps were gerrymandered to benefit Democrats. Republican New York State Senator Sue Serino speaking during a meeting at the State House. This is a sad day for democracy in New York. These maps have been blatantly gerrymandered to benefit the majority party at the state and the federal levels. And as a result, they completely disregard the will of the people of New York who voted overwhelmingly in support of an independent redistricting process. The judge ordered congressional and legislative districts to be redrawn. The maps represent bipartisan support. The judge gave lawmakers till April 11th to redraw these maps so they can actually reflect bipartisan support. And if not, he said, he will order the state to pay for a court-approved expert to redraw these maps. Democratic New York Governor Kathy Hochul and State Attorney General Letitia James said the state will appeal the ruling. Well, according to a new report, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences is not telling the whole truth about its role in the slap heard around the world. Hours after the incident, the Academy claimed it asked actor Will Smith to leave the 2022 Oscars, but said he refused after going on stage and slapping comedian Chris Rock for making a joke about Smith's wife. TMZ sources claimed Thursday that a consensus was never actually reached because officials were split about how to handle the situation. Will Packer is a producer for the Oscars. Here he is on ABC Network News. This is battery was the word they used in that moment. They said, uh, we will go get him. We are prepared. We're prepared to get him right now. You can press charges. We can arrest him. You have, they were laying out the options. The Academy held a meeting on Tuesday as it investigates this. In a statement, the Academy said it will reconvene April 18th to decide on disciplinary action. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We have a 20% chance of showers until about 2 this afternoon. Mostly cloudy skies with a steady temperature around 54. Overnight, partly cloudy skies, the lows 38. Sunny tomorrow with a high near 53. Right now, 58 degrees, light drizzle. President Biden's administration is in support of gender reassignment surgery and hormone treatments for minors. 
The Department of Health and Human Services Affairs released a document Thursday titled Gender Affirming Care and Young People. White House Communications Director Kate Bedingfield. Unfortunately, transgender Americans, particularly children, continue to face high levels of bullying and discrimination. As you know, the president signed one of the most comprehensive executive orders on LGBTQI plus rights in history shortly after taking office. And this administration has repeatedly and forcefully called out state legislatures that are advancing legislation that discriminates against trans children and their families. These HHS documents describe what it calls appropriate treatments for transgender adolescents, including top surgery and bottom surgery. Meanwhile, governors in Arizona and Oklahoma have signed legislation banning transgender athletes from competing in women's sports. The White House announced that U.S. citizens will be able to select X as their gender on their U.S. passport applications. It's part of a rollout of new policies to coincide with Thursday's Transgender Day of Visibility. Here's President Joe Biden in a video to the public. To parents of transgender children, Affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy. To any transgender American who's struggling, please know that you're not alone. The development is a milestone for Americans who identify as non-binary and gender non-conforming. The White House called it a major step in the president's efforts to expand their access to accurate ID documents. The change takes effect on April 11th. Centrist Senator Joe Manchin out of West Virginia urging the Biden administration to rethink its plans to rescind Title 42. He's one of only a handful of Democrats in opposition. The Trump-era policy allows for rapid expulsions at the border while barring immigrants from seeking asylum. It's being lifted in order to allow 100,000 Ukrainian refugees into the United States, but it is also expected to fuel a surge in migrants across the U.S.-Mexico border. Here's White House Communications Director Kate Bedingfield. We are doing a lot of work to plan for that contingency. I think you saw yesterday the Department of Homeland Security uh, did a briefing walking through some of the planning uh, that they're doing to increase efficiency, to ensure that we have the capacity to ensure that uh, we are uh, operating in a way that's, uh, that is treating migrants humanely. The Biden administration is, says that it plans to rescind the order in some capacity by May 23rd. Democrats are pressuring the president to scrap Title 42, claiming it's illegal and inhumane. Dr. Oz, the Senate candidate and TV host, along with another Republican Senate candidate, have been fired from the Presidential Council on Sports, Fitness and Nutrition. That according to a statement that's been released by Dr. Oz's campaign for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz and fellow GOP Senate candidate Herschel were told in a letter to resign or be fired. Both were appointed to their posts by former President Donald Trump. Dr. Oz said he had no intention of resigning. The doctor he should ask to resign is Dr. Anthony Fauci for a multitude of obvious reasons. With that said, I am beyond grateful to President Trump for appointing me to this very prestigious and important position. I'm also grateful to my colleagues on the committee, the council, and the amazing accomplishments we're able to achieve. I've got no intention, my friends, of resigning. None. The statement also said that the Biden administration removed Dr. Oz from the council because it is customary to replace the council with members who share the president's priorities. 
Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said that Russia is repositioning troops to the Donbass region to prepare for a fresh assault. Russia announced it was radically scaling back attacks on the capital of Kiev, the Ukrainian capital, and Chernihiv, which lies between Belarus and Kiev. Moscow claims the decision was made to increase mutual trust during peace talks. Zelensky said Russia was not retreating but repositioning. Here's CBS national security correspondent David Martin. The center of the war is turning from Kiev out to the east in this region called the Donbass. And this is, this is a dangerous moment for um, Ukraine. Despite Russia's promise to relent on Kiev, Ukrainian officials said that Russian forces were still carrying out attacks on the city. Zelensky expressed skepticism at Russia's claim to wind down its attacks in his speech. Horrifying admissions, meanwhile, from Russian soldiers fighting Moscow's war in Ukraine. They are heard admitting they've been eating dog meat and raped young girls in intercepted audio. In taped phone calls released by Kiev's Secret Service, Russian soldiers reveal their sexual conquests and complain about the quality of ration packs. The footage, which runs to just over a minute, was tweeted by the SBU. That's the security service of Ukraine yesterday morning to more than 400,000 followers. 77 WABC time check, 515. Justin Ellick has a look at sports. Morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. The Nets lost an absolute nail-biter last night at home to the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks by a score of 120 to 119 in what was a historic night for a certain Milwaukee superstar. Giannis Antetokounmpo officially became the Bucks' all-time scoring leader with a three-pointer in overtime, ending the game with 14,216 career points, which moves him past the former franchise leader in the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The record-setting performance out of Giannis helped the defending champs clinch a return to the postseason with the win in the process, handing the Nets a gut-wrenching loss that now has them tied with the Charlotte Hornets and the Atlanta Hawks for that eighth and final Eastern Conference playoff spot. They'll try and separate themselves a bit come tomorrow night in Atlanta with a head-to-head matchup with those very Hawks. Not much to speak of on the ice last night as the Devils did play in Boston, although the game's outcome would indicate that New Jersey had really no idea where they were. A measly first-period goal out of Jack Hughes was all the Devs could would muster excuse me, against an excellent Bruins team as they get absolutely mollywhopped by a score of 8-1. to The Devils will return home to Newark tomorrow for another tall task as they'll try and rebound against arguably the NHL's best team in the Florida Panthers. If you were looking for some winning hockey last night, the Islanders had you covered at home in Belmont Park. I had dinner last night with the owner of the Florida Panthers. Yeah, I know. The best team in hockey. How about that? Good friend of mine. Yeah, they they got a good shot. The great um, Vinny Viola. Some would assume that they would have a uh, pretty easy track given how good they are right to the Stanley Cup Finals, no? No. Okay. Anyway, if you were looking for some winning hockey last night, the Islanders had you covered at home in Belmont Park against the Columbus Blue Jackets, nodded at two after two, three unanswered goals from the Isles in the third frame, thrust them past the Jackets by a score of five to two. Kyle Palmieri scored what was ultimately the game-winning goal early on in the period, followed by tack-ons by Matthew Barzal and Ryan Pulak. Big matchup to look forward to tonight at the Garden as the Islanders and Rangers are set to face off at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Here are the early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC.
All right, thanks, Justin. And that was our own Sid Rosenberg interacting with Justin Ellick there. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Bring that umbrella. 20% chance of showers before 2 this afternoon. Mostly cloudy skies. The temperature will hover around 54. Overnight, partly cloudy. The low down to 38. And tomorrow, sunshine. The high near 53. Right now, 57 degrees. Light rain in Manhattan. Here's Frank Morano with your business report. Thank you, Deb. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The opening bell rings this morning on the first day of April after stocks closed lower Thursday. To finish off the month of March, at the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial dropped by 550 points. The S&P 500 fell by 72 points. The Nasdaq lost 221 points. An inflation gauge that is closely monitored by the Federal Reserve jumped 6.4% in February compared with a year ago, with a sharply higher price for food, gasoline, and other necessity squeezing Americans' finances. The figure reported Thursday by the Commerce Department was the largest year-over-year rise since January of 1982, excluding volatile prices for food and energy. Robust consumer demand has combined with shortages of many goods to fuel the sharpest price jumps in four decades. A head-spinning quarter came to a disappointing end, with major stock indexes suffering their worst performance in two years and other markets recording some of the most extreme moves on record. The action reflects a sense of dislocation shared by many traders and portfolio managers who are confronting challenges not seen in years. Yet their unease has been offset in part by a fierce determination among investors to take advantage of any price declines to add to positions in stocks, bonds, and commodities. Florida solidified its standing as a national tech hub last year, adding more new companies in the sector than any other state. According to a report from the trade group CompTIA, Florida added over 2,700 tech businesses last year ahead of both Texas and California. Florida had the second highest number of tech jobs added last year at just over 10,500 second to Texas. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Catch me Sunday morning on the Cats Roundtable beginning at 8 a.m. Okay, thanks, Frank. And let's look at your futures right now. The Dow's up in the green, 126 points at 34,743. S&P in the green, two up 15 and a quarter points. The Nasdaq's up 42 and a quarter points. Gold down $14 an ounce at $1,940. As for crude oil this morning, down just 15 cents a barrel at $100.13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. The WABC Early News. Well, good morning once again. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Lack of agreement up in Albany. It's all over changes to the state's controversial bail reform laws, and that is holding up introduction of New York Governor Kathy Hochul's state budget. It was set to be unveiled today. State lawmakers are prepared to leave the Capitol in Albany for a long weekend without agreement on the governor's proposed changes to bail reform laws. Here's Hochul back in January. We predict they'll be able to continue to balance the budget and be able to make these types of bold but necessary investments all the way through fiscal year 2027. 
And this is a big change from where we were just this time last year. According to State Comptroller Tom DiNapoli's office, the state budget's deadline is today. The $216 billion final proposal must be passed into law by 4 p.m. Monday to avoid any issues with upcoming payrolls of state workers for the new fiscal year. Nearly double the number of children have been shot on New York City streets in 2020 compared to the same time last year. A shooting in East Flatbush, Brooklyn, last night left a 12-year-old child dead and a woman hurt as they sat in their vehicle near East 56th Street and Linden Boulevard. Assistant Chief Michael Kemper at a press conference earlier last evening. We are asking for the public's help and assistance. We're actually pleading for the public's help and assistance in helping us solve this case. The boy was pronounced dead after being shot in his head. A 20-year-old woman was also shot three times. She underwent surgery and is expected to survive. Police say they don't know if the victims were either targeted or just innocent bystanders. Police say that two sedans fled the scene. In efforts to combat crime and increase surveillance within the New York City subway system are underway. The MTA's board has okayed a $50 million contract to install high-tech cameras right near turnstiles at 88 subway stations. Officials said the cameras use fiber optic technology and can be monitored remotely by the NYPD and MTA managers. Part of what we rushed to do was to make sure we literally had cameras in every station. The PD has been able to arrest again and again a wrongdoer based on the photographic evidence, the film evidence that's captured on those cameras. That's the MTA's Jano Lieber there. The city's 472 subway stations are already equipped with security cameras, but just a fraction of them are able actually to be able to be monitored live at subway command centers. The new cameras will monitor turnstiles as strap hangers enter and exit stations. An anti-gay attack inside of a New York City subway car. Now, according to the NYPD, the shocking video shows a homophobic suspect swinging a strap hanger around by the hair, ripping some of it out after spitting at him and saying, I'm sick of all of you F's. The NYPD said the individual sat opposite the 22-year-old victim on an A-train as it was approaching the 190th Street subway station in Hudson Heights. This happened just before 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. Police say the victim stood up after the deranged stranger spit at him again just to be punched several times in the face and head. Another strap hanger filmed the violence. Despite new police patrols in the subway system, passengers say they remain fearful. Despite seeing like a lot of cops in certain train stations, I still don't feel as safe. The victim ended up being taken to Columbia Presbyterian Hospital in stable condition after losing hair and suffering cuts to his head. The NYPD needs help tracking down the gunman behind a murder which was caught on camera in Queens. The video is hard to watch. Eyewitness News blurred the moment that this victim was shot. But you can see the man point the gun and fire it before running off. And it happened on Saturday, March 26 at 8.10 p.m. on Grasmere Terrace in Far Rockaway. The victim has been identified as 26-year-old Peter Panther of Brooklyn. Panther was shot in his left side, the left side of his neck and head. 
He was taken to St. John's Episcopal Hospital, where he died from his injuries. Police say anybody with information in regard to the shooting is asked to call the NYPD's Crime Stoppers hotline. Here's the number, 1-800-577-TIPS, 8477, or for Spanish, 1-888-57-PISTA. A New York City Mayor Eric Adams said in an effort to clear hundreds of homeless encampments across New York City that it has resulted in only five individuals accepting beds at city-run shelters. According to city officials, the city has so far removed 239 out of 244 encampment sites located mostly in Manhattan. Here's Adams earlier this week. When I hear people say to me, oh, why are you... Um uh, taking down the encampments, are you doing it because you want the city to look better? No, I want us to do better. People should not live on the streets where they can't take care of themselves. The latest encampment removal began back on March 18th. According to a state official, former New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo would sack successor Kathy Hochul. And that is all over for her agreeing to give the owners of the Buffalo Bills $600 million in taxpayer funds to build a new stadium in the suburbs instead of New York City's largest second city, Buffalo. A state official familiar with preliminary discussions for a new Bills stadium said Cuomo actually wanted it built in the city of Buffalo as part of urban renewal instead of suburban Orchard Park, where the current stadium is located. The source said building a new Bills stadium in the city would have justified the state paying for infrastructure costs, but delivering $600 million in state taxpayer dollars plus another quarter million dollars from the county for Bills owners to build its facility in the suburbs was a goalpost too far. But a spokesman for the owner of the Bills, Pagula Sports Entertainment, hit the former state officials with a penalty flag for unnecessary roughness against Hochul and the Bills. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, 20% chance of showers until 2 p.m., mostly cloudy, steady temperature hovering around 54. Partly cloudy overnight, the low is 38, and Saturday, sunny, the high near 53. Right now, 57 degrees, light rain. Well, Seton Hall has chosen uh, Shaheen Holloway as their men's new basketball coach. The university made that announcement Wednesday. The announcement comes just days after Holloway led St. Peter's of Jersey City, New Jersey, on a historic Elite Eight run during the 2022 NCAA tourney, losing to North Carolina. Here's Holloway during a press conference. Just know I'm not going to mess this up. I can't mess it up. It's way too important to me. So I've been working. Holloway was a player for Seton Hall when the Pirates made it to the Sweet 16 during the 2000 NCAA tourney. He'd been linked to the job ever since Kevin Willard left the program for Maryland. 77 WABC time check, 529. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC early news. We'll be back right after this. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.